Oh my gosh. She has done the unstoppable. Our locker room ladies. Two touchdowns. They're getting hot right now at the right time. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this lovely November 10th. I'm Charlotte Payne. I'm Maddie, and you guys, today we have a recurring locker room lady, a friend of the show, if you will. We have a very special guest who needs no introduction, and you have another episode you can listen to. I forget which number, but we'll put it in the description if you do want the introduction. But without further ado, we are happy to welcome back Miss Cam Dobbs. Thanks for joining us, Cam. Oh my goodness. Thanks for having me back. It's an honor to be on for the first time, but to be back on again is just the cherry on top. So, so excited to see your faces virtually and be on the show today. We are so excited to have you. Cam, your life, I don't know how you get any sleep. I mean, we talked about it last time you were on the show. Your life is crazy and I feel like it's only gotten crazier, but you're doing everything that you've set every goal you've set for yourself you're doing and it's so inspiring to watch you you have a book coming out or is it it's a, is it official so it is let's see november 10th it is going to be official in about two weeks for the public but it is already in people's hands it is already being read a lot of our close friends and family anyone who in, in who attended the launch party, got a book. So it's been crazy. People are actually reading my story, reading my life, reading everything about me, the good, the bad, the ugly. So it's a little nerve wracking at the same time, but it is so, so (laughs) exciting that it is finally here. And at this point, it's about time. So it's, it's really crazy times right now, but God is good. And like you said, it's a lot of goals that I've set for the past many years are now being reached and coming into fruition. So it's, it's really exciting. I love that. And I love that you're you're accomplishing all of this with a huge smile on your face. We talked about that last time, how you just always have the biggest, brightest smile. But talking about the book, tell us about it. Tell us what the inspiration behind actually sitting down and writing that came from. Tell us about the book launch. We want to hear it all. Yes, of course. So the book is called PWYFA, Play Where Your Feet Are. That's simply what PWYFA stands for. It means play where your feet are. So it's PWYFA, play where your feet are. And in a gist, that title, that phrase means to do your best and be your best no matter what, no matter where, and to pursue living a life full of living amidst any and all circumstances. So the subtitle of the book is how to live a life full of living. And if you don't know how to, if you don't want to do that, then I can't help you. But I assume everyone in the world wants to live a life full of living. And this book will tell you how to do it. And how we do it through the book is through life lessons I've learned through athletics from the time I was three years old playing intramural basketball until literally today as a former Hurricanes volleyball player, former Hurricanes volleyball coach and beyond. So it's a ton of fun stories. As a journalist, I'm a natural storyteller. So I love the drama. I love the tea. I love the (laughs) captivatingness of a good read. And so it's just that. I mean, there really is drama in there. There is laughter. There is tears. There is romance. It has everything you want in a good novel. Yep, it's in there. So I feel like we had a lot of that. We got a taste the last time we had you on. There were definitely tears from me last time. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like when I read the book. I'm so excited to get a copy. I need a copy and I need it to be signed. I'm sorry. I need it. I'm going to put it in my collection. Say less. 100%. Yes, please, please. 
I'm I'm so excited about this. I can't even imagine writing a book. So I'm, I'm just walk me through like pen to paper. How, what was that process like for you? Sure. So the beginning I, stage. Yeah, I, I think I've always kind of had an urge in me to write a book. I remember even when I was probably three, four, five, I don't know how old I was. I wrote like a little dumb little story on a sheet of paper. And I think it was like a tiger and a bear. And it was some story. And so I say all that just to think I've always had something in me that wanted to be a storyteller. And being a journalist, of course, that's what we are. But I always wanted to write a book. I think I'm naturally a little gifted at just kind of looking at things I've gone through, finding purpose in it and tying it into a lesson and then communicating it well. And so I had this passion to write. And I really started in about 2017, my freshman year of college, just writing. I had somewhat of a vision of what the book might be called, of what the vibe of it all would be, but it was something totally different. So I ended up writing out all these chapters just simply in the notes section of my phone. And I think I wrote about 16 chapters or so in the notes Uh section of my phone. And then... I then went through everything I went through with three brain injuries within one year and being forced to medically retire after the NCAA disqualified me from playing college volleyball and facing anxiety and depression and feeling like I was so pathetic and being able to kind of relearn how to walk in a sense and just all the things I went through with my third concussion going through that I realized my life had certainly changed my life story had changed and because of that the book was also going to change and so I ended up shifting titles to then calling it PWIFA play where your feet are and I realized as I was going back and looking at each of the chapters I had already written about that every single one of these chapters dealt with playing where your feet are whether it was relationships, whether it was confidence, vulnerability, my testimony, sacrifice, the list goes on and on and on of all the topics I had already spoken about. And here we are seeing that, oh my goodness, Play Where Your Feet Are relates to every single one of them. And that's exactly what Play Where Your Feet Are is all about because it's no matter what, no matter where, knowing that any position you have impact and you have purpose. So it's certainly going to relate to any aspect of your life and any situation you're in and any phase of your life that you're in as well. You know, this is something that will relate to men, to women, to athletes, to non-athletes, whatever your occupation is, whatever your job is, you can play where your feet are. Just because you're not playing doesn't mean you can't play where your feet are. Cause that's something that I learned myself when I was just learning how to walk, you know, at one to two miles per hour on a treadmill, or when I was sitting left bench on the sideline, or when I was coaching on the sideline. Cause just cause you're not playing doesn't mean you can't play where your feet are. You can play where your feet are no matter what, no matter where. And this book tells you how to do that. It explains how to live a life full of living. And it is so, so good. I might be a little biased, but I promise you it's really good. As I've said, we've already had some people getting their hands on it, reading it. And one of my best friends was in town the other day and she's already read through half of the book. And she was in the same room as me as she was reading. And just every couple minutes I would look over and she's like laughing out loud at stories that I have in there (laughs) and moments that are in there. And she's like laughing and she's like, this is so accurate. And it's relatable. It's accurate. It's funny. It's fun. And it is me to the T. Like there are references of friends and how I met your mother and everything that I know and love. Hannah Montana's in there. Like it's all (laughs) in there. Yeah. It's Copy. Oh my oh, goodness! Yes, it. Hannah Montana, not Miley Cyrus. Hannah Montana. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I love but it. Yeah, it. It's awesome. It's really, really good. I think it's a, I think it's going to change a lot of lives. And a big part of it too, is that you have to take action to do that. So I feel like at this point I've done my part and I'm excited to get it into people's hands because if you read this with intentionality, as you are literally playing where your feet are, reading play where your feet are, then it will change your life. I can fully guarantee that. I think it's such a powerful story. And like I said, I was moved to tears last time talking to you. And I think that you just have such a light and such a positive energy. And I love that you're sharing that even further because listening to your podcast or seeing you speak on stage or listening to our conversations that we've had when you've come on Locker Room Ladies, I just feel like such a burst of energy and motivation after I speak to you. I can't stop smiling. Right. You really do have a way of inspiring people and just lifting people up. And I think that that's such a good way to describe how it feels to be around you. So I'm just excited that you had the opportunity to have this platform and to release this. And it's such a body of work. Like you said, you've gone through so much to create this story that is PWYA, Play Where Your Feet Are. And I'm just excited to read it, Cam. It's so exciting. And since we've had you on last, you've done other stuff, not to mention just casually, not just a book launch, but also (laughs) you also hosted a professional baseball game. You hosted the Marlins game. You released a documentary. You released your own podcast since we had you on. Like, tell us about some of that other stuff. Yeah, I'm interested about that. About that, let's can we can we start at the Marlins game? Can can we talk about that for a second? I this was like my childhood dream, and you fulfilled it. So now I never have to. I'm just kidding. You know, just helping you out, girl. It's what the least I can do. (laughs) Yeah. So the Marlins was an incredible opportunity that I got. I actually got that. I I kind of joke that. I can bring in play where your feet are into every single conversation, but I literally got that job by playing where my feet were because I was hosting Miami Hurricanes baseball all spring in 2022. And through that, my co-host was Mike B, Mike Biana, who is the co-host at the Miami Marlins. And Mike B and I just hit it off instantly. Like I, he is one of my favorite people on this entire planet. I love him to death. And we just hit it off. We had the time of our lives, all baseball season hosting together. And he jokes now, he was like, like, that was your tryout. He was like the Marlins gig that you actually hosted the Marlins day that day. Like that wasn't your tryout. Your tryout was all spring baseball when you killed it. And you were just the best to work with like chemistry. So easy. And he was like, yeah, like that. So he instantly fell in love with me the same way I did with him. And he started talking about me in the right rooms and the right places to the right people. And the opportunity arose to have a female come in and host with Ashley, who I also love to death. And so on Women's Empowerment, the game that they had celebrating Women's Empowerment, we did a double double female host with Ashley and myself. And it was the best, coolest time ever. So, so fun. And so thankful for Mike B. Just He is someone who seriously just wants people to succeed around him. The coolest guy to know ever. And he's the one who's always told me too, like career advice here is that it is all about who you know, but more than that, it's all about who knows you. And that's really what proved to get that Marlins gig there. And it's fun just to have that connection and to continue. I joke that I'm like taking over Miami one Jumbotron at a time. So I've done like I love baseball. I've done 
the Watsko. I've done Hard Rock Stadium. Now I've done the Marlins. Like I'm just wow. slowly, slowly taking over each Jumbotron in Miami. Checking off all oh, the boxes. That's awesome. I love that. And also shout out to Mike B because yes. funny thing, I actually ran into Cam, Charlotte, and telling you this story too and our listeners. I ran into Cam at a Hurricanes baseball game this spring. Yes. Uh, I didn't actually realize that she was hosting the games. And I saw her there. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Um, Ran into her there. And I saw Mike B. He actually, he was kind of far off. So I didn't get to see him see him. But I know Mike B. Because I had an opportunity to host uh, the Miami Beach Veterans Day Parade with him last year. So how kind of full circle. Funny that... You gotta host something with, with Mike B, Charlotte. You gotta join the club. Apparently, that's like it's like it's the death, best. things that are guaranteed death, taxes, and hosting something with Mike B. Apparently, sure. yeah. Yeah, you haven't lived until you've hosted with Mike Apparently. B. But yeah, that's the funny thing is about that is he and I met each other probably an hour before we went live. And wow. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, did you guys rehearse that before you did it? We were like, nope, we literally met and we we just happened to have perfectly coordinated outfits for Veterans Day and we didn't even meet each other until that morning. So it was funny. Yeah, he definitely has that energy and that personality that you're talking about, Cam. Super fun. But happy that you got that opportunity because like I said, you just bring light to everyone you talk to. Thanks. You do. You do. (laughs) And now let's talk about the Cam on Campus Era. I love the name. Cam on this, you seem to come up with the best names for things and you yes. brand things so well. Let's mm-hmm. get you on Shark Tank, first of all. <laughs> Let's get you. Charlotte's a big fan. I'm a huge fan of Shark Tank. Let's talk about the Cam on Campus era because I want to know about what that whole experience was like. You went to all of the Florida schools at the least. Let's talk about it. What was the best? What, what what Florida's team has the best fan base based on your research? Okay, cool, cool, cool. I love this era. I will say, first, a little backstory for our listeners who have no idea what the heck Cam on Campus is. Is Cam on Campus was a documentary I did for my final project for my master's program. So it was my capstone thesis project for my master's in journalism for the University of Miami. Go Canes, baby. And it was so fun. So I started working on this project in the summer and about June, July to start reaching out to the college football programs that I wanted to highlight. Because my goal, my aim was to figure out who has the best college football fan experience in the state of Florida out of the big three. So University of Miami, University of Florida, and FSU. Because we all, I mean, everyone talks about being rivals. Everyone says, oh, no, we're the best, we're the best, we're the best. And so I wanted to really find out. I wanted to go in with a totally non-biased opinion. Yes, I'm a double cane from Miami. Yes, I played volleyball. Yes, I coached. But I wanted to have journalistic integrity, like totally go in, do whatever the fans did. I was going to be a fly on the wall. Like I was going to do the whole game day experience. And so... Started in the summer, got my credentials, like figured everything out for going to each school. And keep this in mind, too. I was coaching collegiate volleyball at the same time that I was reporting on a football game day experience. So if you don't know, these seasons are at the exact same time. So in order to find games that matched my travel, my playing, my coaching schedule with these three different schools football schedules was crazy in and of itself. And so I finally found my three perfect weekends that I was going to go to. Funny enough, it was not so perfect. One of them got moved. Another one, we were at Duke playing volleyball, expecting to charter flight back on Friday night. Our flight, 
our plane for our flight never came to Duke. So we actually never oh flew home. God. I missed the Florida football game the next day because we got home oh, at 1 p.m. to Miami. The game started at 12 p.m. in Gainesville. Missed that weekend. Had to reschedule. Thank goodness I found another game. But it was craziness all throughout. So it was, And even the ones that I did go to, like, we would play. We played UNC on a Friday night in Miami. We were supposed to sweep them. Supposed to be an easy match for us. Ended up being a five-set thriller. We ended at 11.27 p.m. on a Friday night. Hopped in the car with my dad, drove to Orlando, went to bed at like 3 a.m., woke up at 5 a.m., full hair makeup, in the car by 6.45, 7 a.m., up to Tallahassee, in Tallahassee game day, and then drove back to Miami because I had a coach on Sunday morning. So that's just like the... Everything about Cam on Campus was insane, but so fun. So, so if you're, you're, asking, you're fueled you got the, by sunshine. <laughs> yeah. And you got the game day experience, but you didn't get the typical fan experience where you're laying no. in bed hungover the next morning. Yeah. You're just right back at it. <laughs> and you just no, wake up, you put your shirt on, you like drink a beer, and then you go to the like whatever, like the, the stadium. <laughs> yeah. So it, the, the process behind the scenes of it all was nuts. So, so crazy. Wow. But again, it was so fun. So I I highlighted, uh, see if I can even get them off the top of my head now, but I highlighted like five or six different areas of a game day experience. So it was like pregame festivities, the uh, appreciation of the fans. So like the appreciation from the team, the players to the fans, the loyalty of the fans. So kind of the, the reverse side, how much did they actually appreciate their team? We talked about student section and tradition. And then I think maybe one other topic or so, but I, I quantified each of those on a scale of one to five and did the entire game day experience at each school met with the cheerleaders, did stuff with mascots, interviewed coaches, interviewed players, interviewed alumni of the teams, like all the stuff, talked to so many fans. And through all that, I got my results. So my my final consensus of everything, again, this is based on my experience. If you watch the documentary, you will also see their conditions, what, you know, wins versus losses, rankings of the team at the time, what their schedule looks like, who they're playing. FSU, it was family weekend. So obviously there's going to be some more fans there. There are certain things that can switch it up and back, but totally based on the three games that I went to and I experienced and I did everything any fan did, I found out drum roll. Unfortunately, no! the Florida State Seminoles oh. had the best game day experience yeah. in the state of Florida. I no. retract my statement, especially after this weekend. How could you? She's a double cane. Listen, it must be true. If she's a double cane, coached Canes volleyball, (sighs) played Canes volleyball, lives and breathes for Miami. I'm surprised that the SEC Florida didn't didn't take the top. That's what I thought it was going to be. Yes, I going into it, I totally thought so too. I thought Florida would take it home. Hypothesis. (laughs) Yeah, wait, why? Wait, I totally thought Florida would. Um, I, I also grew up on SEC football and I just yeah. think SEC is premier. And I mean, you look at the rankings True. right now and you see that in terms of rankings, they are. Yeah. So I totally thought Florida would take it away. I will say there were conditions that went into that Florida game where I didn't have as much access as I did at other games. Mm-hmm. So I think there were, again, I think there were things that if I went to a different game, it would have happened differently. Could have been a coin toss and Florida might've beat FSU and the the tie. I mean, it was almost a tie between those two teams. Okay. So it's so it was a, it was a, <laughs> okay. yeah. well, how how are they accepting of you? I'm sorry to cut you off, Maddie, but you're a cane. How how did they accept you? Come did they know? <laughs> so 
In terms of the fans, I tried my best not to say that I okay. was. Did you wear gear for the school you were at, or did you just wear like a plain I wore, outfit? I wore the colors. Yeah. Okay. So wore for FSU, oh. I had a nice garnet blazer with okay. like black and white, and then for. Florida, I had a blue top with like black leggings and then Miami, I had a green top with black pants. So I I'd match the colors. And then whenever I would tell people like, hey, can I interview you? I would just say, I'm a master's in journalism student and I'm doing a, you know, a capstone. I never said from the University of Miami. Oh, okay. And most of the time, no one said anything. And then they asked if it was like, oh, are you at Florida or whatever? And no, I'm actually at Miami. No one turned me down because of it, though. Like, everyone was so That's welcoming. Awesome. And that was one of the reasons, too, I think I had the best time at FSU is the fans were just incredible. So, so nice. Like, oh my gosh. so caring, so welcoming. And it was a really great experience. And even the my experience with FSU's communication was probably the best, too, which is funny because I'm like, I literally know all the people at Miami. But right. <laughs> FSU, they were so good at communication, getting back to me quickly. I interviewed head coach Norvell on his birthday like not only did I interview the head coach but on his birthday he was like yeah like let's talk and like so so kind gave me great answers interviewed one of their top linebackers Kier Thomas like great great just interviews opportunities and everything came from FSU so they they won fair and square and I tell people you know when I was in the interview process they were talking to me about this Miami job they were asking me about this project and they're like all right well who won and I was like unfortunately FSU and they were like oh my goodness like you better not say that too loud but I told them I was like but that's why you're hiring me because I'm gonna make the experience at Miami better like if you want me here I'll do that for you guys (laughs) I love that yeah I I mean you have to say I went to the Miami FSU game this past weekend and it was sold out it was a packed stadium which I mean I haven't seen that since probably the Notre Dame game of 2017 like it's been a while since I've seen hard rock like that for a Canes game uh, but just as fast as it filled up, it did clear out because that was a pretty rough game. Uh, yeah. And I think the FSU fans were the only fans that really stuck around for that one. <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> it was it was rough. But I mean, I, I that that obviously was conditional. Clearly, it was in yes. favor of one team. So I think if, if it had been Miami that was playing that well, I, I think we would have seen more Canes fans stick around. But that was kind of like put your tail in between your legs and run to the yeah. nearest corner to bury your face kind of <laughs> kind of yeah. game. But right. Ham, you mentioned the SEC and how you grew up around SEC football. We know you're a huge Auburn fan from our last conversation. So we have to ask. So you did this between all the all the Florida schools. How did your top winner of of the big three in Florida, how does they how does FSU stack up against the Auburn game day experience? Ooh, I mean, Come I gotta on. say, Auburn takes the cake. Easy okay. money. Auburn okay. takes the cake. Well, the one thing that I think, you know, I can definitely see a lot of similarities similarities because FSU is more a lot more southern. So it, it kind of has the same vibe right. almost as an SEC type school, just being like back in the South, quote unquote. And so One thing, though, that FSU, and this is where their score dipped and it became closer between them and Florida, was that the only chant that or cheer that FSU really has is the chop. Like that's that's really all they have. Like they have the chop and then they have their fight song where they sing like Florida State, Florida State, Florida State. And that's really it. So like the whole game, it's awesome because the entire stadium is doing it at the same time. And it's so mesmerizing. But that's all they have. And it's just that like over and over and over and over. And whereas Auburn, the other hand, they have a cheer first down, 
third down, fourth down, like something for every circumstance and every situation. And I know them all by heart. And, you know, I think there's definitely <laughs> a lot more bias if you're talking about Auburn for me, because that's just like makes my heart happy thinking about it. Like I to this day, I have a playlist on Spotify that's literally like Auburn marching band fight songs. Oh and I play, it, I play it like every Saturday just to get me fired up for game day. And it's the best. So like funny. I just I love Auburn with my whole heart. And there are so many fun traditions that they have. There's nothing like the SEC. And then just to be back on the plains with that loyalty, that fan base, then such, you know, the most kind people ever. You have from the traditions of the cheers that you do to when the opposing team kicks a field goal and everyone throws the ball back until it goes out of the stadium to having the eagle, you know, fly down and everyone says war eagle, just all the different things they have is so, so cool. So I, I don't think anyone does it quite like Auburn and <laughs> That's my final answer there. She said what she said. I think that's a good point, though, about the chants and the cheers. I didn't really think about that. I mean, obviously, I mean, I can't stand the chop, especially as a Miami Hurricane. I hate it. That song just, oh, my gosh. It's like me. I'm not even going to go based on research. Makes my skin crawl. Not a fan. Not a fan. (laughs) Not a fan. Completely biased opinion, but not a fan of that at all. But, like, even me, Miami, growing up a Miami fan, I remember I had a little U Miami Barbie doll cheerleader uniform. Like, it was wearing a U Miami cheerleader uniform. And I used to, like, play around with it. And I would do the M-I-A-M-I, fight, yes. fight, fight. Like, I literally knew how to spell Miami at such a young age just from that. And That's awesome. I feel like uh, maybe the, the cheers have kind of fallen off in recent years because Miami's been kind of – struggling a bit but I definitely didn't think about that you're right like I really don't think that FSC really has big yeah kind of chance that everyone gets involved in like we even have the CANES thing too and And I'm actually gonna (laughs) and I'm gonna actually go to your yeah I'm gonna go yeah I'm gonna go back to her statement because Miami has not fallen off when I was in the student section yes the thing you know one of my big things was when I'm grading the student section I'm grading it for the student's in there. I'm not grading it on the attendance of the student section. I'm grading it on how much fun did I have there? Because another one of my factors was like attendance. So that had already gotten out of the way. Like Florida was 89,999. Like they won the attendance (laughs) thing. It was insane. But and Miami was like 56. So totally. Yeah. But also like there's factors that go into that with like number of students, proximity to campus, X, Y, Z. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But the student section at Miami, they had similar to Auburn. They had something that they were thinking of like on, on every single play, whether, whether okay. it was a cheer that we all knew and loved being Miami hurricane fans, or it was something that Michigan state fans were yelling and they were, you know, twisting it. I think Michigan state, they would say something about green and white. And then the student section would say something about like, can't read, can't write. Like it was just <laughs> things off the top of their head that oh, they were thinking of. And I it was so that. fun. They so I had playing like, where their feet were. Yes. I love it. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I love that you said that because I was like trying to justify. I was like, well, maybe Miami yes. got lower school. But you're like, no, they do have good cheers. I, I'm I happy to hear that. I had Miami beat FSU student section because, yes, yes. like I said, yeah, oh, they have okay. most of the time. Like you can look at the footage too. And it's most of the time me in the student section. Yeah, we have the, like, I think pretty much every student section I was in, I was in at one point we scored a touchdown. So th- there's all that celebration okay. in every circumstance. But then most of the time in the FSU, like, sure, there was the chop but then I was just like 
like golf clapping. <laughs> like, Miami, you got the you got, got the smoke. You got everything. You got yeah, golf I mean, really hyped all, everyone. All up. the C A N E S cheers, yes. like everything <laughs> they had going. It was just a party. Like it was a party. So oh, Miami they, student sections yeah. where it's at. Okay, Miami's, I love Miami's, that. They know how to party in Miami. They do. They do. They Can't do. Confirm. Okay, well, Cam, we'll put a link in for our listeners to watch the doc and to read the book, of course. But we mentioned it earlier. You have your own podcast as well, so we'll add a link to that as well. And it's also called so what's new with the podcast is there anything that we can expect to see from you in this end of the year new year from that podcast the most, the most exciting thing i'd say for this season we are on season two now which is so incredible and we have so 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 many great guests coming on it's really cool the guests that we've had so far this season but also to come I think so far this season, we've had a quarterback at the University of Southern California. We have had so cool. a business owner, we, which y'all might actually know. Do y'all know Jelly Star from mm. Miami, UMTV, Calm, like all that stuff? She's older mm. than us. Oh, Jolie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Jolie Star. I don't know her. I don't know yeah. her. Yeah, oh my gosh. But I would awesome. love to know her. <laughs> it's incredible. So she was a sports reporter turned entrepreneur fashion wow. business owner and she's killing the game so i had wow. her talk about yes the the journey from umtv to big leagues working for fox sports and doing sideline reporting to then giving all that up realizing that's not actually what she wanted to do and then starting her own clothing business that has li- literally popped off so yeah i follow really cool i one. follow her boutique on instagram yes. actually <gasps> i need to see yes. the boutique i want oh, it's to shop so cute. yeah it's so it's cute so cute Yes, she's Super done a great cute. job. So we've had her, we've had Mohassan, the quarterback from USC. We've had Katie Spada, who on Instagram, she's fueling former athletes, has about 15,000 followers or so growing every day. And she talked a ton about just nutrition and body image and different things that she's faced as a former athlete herself. And then now kind of becoming going again, it's fueling former athletes. So transitioning from an athlete to a normal person, but also just talking overall about health and wellness and diets and everything. I love that fueling former athletes. I think yes, that's such that a good so tagline. Funny. You, need never, you need to that use will that. You need to use that. Never be me. That I love it. Yeah, we can't use it because I was because you're an athlete Because you're an athlete for life. Obviously, you're never going to be a that. former athlete. <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm not I an will athlete. I never so. either because I was never an athlete in the first place. I was as a kid, but I don't even consider that to be a thing. Oh I would get I so upset when they would call really... me off the bench in lacrosse. I would get oh, so mad. I'd be like, please, no, I'm good here. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'd be like sitting in the outfield with my mitt like this. I'd be like, oh have you seen Ben Chalmers? Have you seen the yes, movie yes, where, yes. Been, where he's like chasing the butterfly with his glove? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was that was me. That was it's me awful. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I would I make him. friends. I would be playing second, <laughs> and I would be making friends with the kid who was on second as he ran away. I'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah." <laughs> That's funny. She's a team player. No, Cam, literally. I, I am so excited for everything you're accomplishment accomplishing. You light up every room you enter, even virtually, which says a lot. Because if you can translate that to this virtual platform, then you're you're halfway there. Such so a joy I'm to so have ex- you on. So always, it's it, it really is. I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours, but I love just consuming your stuff on social media because I feel like I'm speaking with you, even though I'm like, wait, I haven't talked to Cam in how long? So so it's just so excited to watch your journey. It's 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 an honor to 
have you on the podcast again for a second time. How lucky are we? And then as (laughs) as we're hitting mid-November almost here we have to let you do a little plug uh where where's mm-hmm. this what's the status of Operation Christmas Child what's the deal there oh my goodness okay so Operation Christmas Child unfortunately I cannot lead it to the same capacity that I've done in the past years just because life is a little bit crazier right now for me but I am still now operating in kind of a logistical administration role almost. So I'm just doing a lot of the coordinating. I'm making sure that FIU has their boxes. I'm making sure that Miami has their boxes. I'm giving the graphics to everyone, giving the deadlines, making sure it all runs as smooth as possible. And then they're kind of doing more of the labor and the heavy work. So I'm making sure I'm getting my my boxes in as well and then spreading it. I'm about to be posting like crazy on social media about it just to get more donations for you know our online links and things like that. But still excited. You know, it's it may not be the big numbers that we're used to this year. Last year, we did 1,506, which is crazy wow. to do. The fact that we impacted 1,506 children last year overseas is just nuts. And so thankful for anyone and everyone who participated. So it might not be the big number this year. But again, it's, it's play where your feet are. So you do your best and you be your best no matter what, no matter where. And circumstances might change, but I'm still going to give as much as I can give to it, um, even if that looks a little different. So we're excited to still be impacting children nonetheless and to celebrate those kids because even if it's one or it's 1000, it's, it's still super meaningful. Well, give us the link and we'll include yeah, that in our link. episode we as well links. so our links. listeners can, can I'm, learn I'm making more. I'm my notes over here. But yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Send me everything. Just send me a little link tree yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> Cam, you are just such an incredible spirit. We love having you on. I want to come on your podcast with Maddie and yes. just talk. And just talk. Just another platform for us to hang out, have a conversation Literally. about everything. Schedule it's just so it's the best part doing podcasts because it's like your excuse. That I'm like, no, this is work. But it's like, no, we're really just having a super fun conversation. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you for Wait, joining don't us. don't expose us. <laughs> thank you for being part of our Locker Room Lady Wall of Fame. Thank you for joining us again. You're always welcome here on the Locker Room Ladies podcast. Once a Locker Room Lady, always a Locker Room Lady. Totally. Totally. And I thank you so well, much. I'm so honored to be a part. You guys feel free. Anyone who's listening, reach out to me if you want to reach out to me. I always joke and say that the doors to my DMs are wide open and that's serious. Like if you if you want to ask any questions about the book, the podcast, anything that I'm doing, you want advice, you want to hear more of my story, or you simply just want to be a friend, I'm so down to talk and give more information. So I love you guys so much. I'm honored to be a locker room lady. And I think we're going to have to plan to have you guys on PWIFA. Yes. (gasps) That would make my hair. Um, year i'm so excited about that idea we love you so much thank you so much for coming on again and she's serious about that too her dms are open she will be (laughs) your friend she's like serious yeah well thanks again cam talk soon bye guys bye